This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. And things are getting weird on the European front once again. Nothing to do with the Northern Ireland Protocol, which, by the way, at the moment um, doesn't allow you to take cheese and ham sandwiches from uh, Great Britain to Northern Ireland. But uh, maybe that will be dealt with elsewhere today. No, this is about... Um, The news, which I was going to say, has kind of leaked out, which is um, I regularly trawl the European Union site. Maybe I should get out more um, for news about ETIAS, the uh, online Euro visa. And suddenly it's been postponed to 2024. Yes, it has. So just a brief reminder about what this is all about. So the Electronic Travel Information and Authorization System, also known as ETIAS, has been under development for, well, the last seven years at least. The UK, um, which you might remember used to be in the European Union, was involved in developing it. The whole idea is that this kind of mimics the ESTA scheme the, uh, that the US has had in place for many years. It's an online visa. Well, they say it's not a visa. It's a it's a thing, but not a visa. Well, it, you, you, um, the effect is exactly the same. You have to go online. You have to pay money, um, seven euros. That's about six pounds for a permit valid for up to three years. You have to give all sorts of information in advance. And it was due to start in 2021. Now, there's all kinds of problems. Yes, COVID, of course, has been a complete pain um, in terms of getting things implemented. But actually, there's a bigger problem, which is that bluntly, um, ETIAS depends on another kind of wider system called the Entry Exit Scheme uh, or Entry Exit System, to be precise. That's uh, the EES um, and that requires every so-called third country national, and that's that's we we, we asked to be um, third country nationals. Um, they have to have fingerprints and facial biometrics checked on arrival and departure. Now, that is going to be again similar to um, what happens with the US and other places as well. You get your passport checked. You get your Um, fingerprints checked. The problem is that when the European entry exit system was first dreamed up, it was kind of going to be for a limited number of people. However, nobody was expecting Brexit and therefore it suddenly become a lot more cumbersome, in particular at the hard EU frontiers that the UK insisted on installing in uh, Kent. That's a Folkestone for Eurotunnel, the port of Dover, where everything goes through the European um, frontier post, which is staffed by Police aux Frontières, the PAF, 
as they're known, um, French border guards, and they need, they have been told to um, implement these rules. Now, in terms of those rules, it's very clear what you've got to do, and that is um, uh, to have fingerprints and facial biometrics taken. Now, the trouble is, if you've got a family in a car, that's going to be quite tricky because at the moment, everything is all about just speeding the process through. It's very, very efficient, the port of Dover. And, you know, it's busy, but they kind of get through people through. As soon as you're going to have to say, OK, well, everyone's got to get out of the car and they've all got to line up and they've got to have their fingerprints taken and their facial biometrics. It's, it just becomes almost unmanageable. But that's what the UK has asked for Europe to do to us. It's still a mess. The entry exit system is still supposedly coming in in um, November this year. But I've been looking through the feedback from individual governments who just say, oh, well, we've, we've had a look at this and we've actually tested it. This is Slovenia. Um, it takes up to four times longer to do the new process. Um, and Austria's uh, authorities, similarly, we expect process times to double compared with the current situation. That means more staff, more space. It means that there's going to be really quite significant changes. And, well, talking to uh, Eurotunnel, um, they've got back to me because I ran this past them. And um, effectively, they said... Uh, well, we think that probably something which is like the entry exit system and ETS will give us a fairly sensible free flowing border. But we've got to get all the details sorted out and we haven't done yet. And my personal view is that uh, it will get kicked down the road still further. They are not giving a date in 2024. I believe that the French will be saying, oh, look, we really don't want to do this until after the um, uh, Paris Olympics in 2024. And, oh, uh, well, then it will be the middle of summer. And so let's just let's just make it November 2024, which is my current expected date. Um, might even get um, kicked further down the road. Does it matter? Well, yes, in the sense that um, you might as well have a good swift online system. And secondly, because it's flipping tedious having your passport filled in and stamped and everything. Um, my The one that I am using for going to Europe is completely full. Um, luckily, you don't have to get a new one. You can just insist that uh, they uh, stamp a piece of paper for you and that you carry that. But it's it's a muddle it's a mess it's um yet another example of what happens when you leave the european union which is a perfectly reasonable democratic choice by the uk but my goodness it comes with all kinds of issues so effectively nothing's changed it won't change for a long while so of all the things that you've got to worry about right now in terms of traveling please put this right at the bottom of the list anyway thank you very much indeed for listening i will talk to you again tomorrow have a happy evening goodbye Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.